Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Elizabeth Olsen. You once said you were intimidated by this person. Oh, Danielle Heim. (laughs) I'm so happy I didn't know these questions before. Yes, I think I still am intimidated by that person. Describing her as the coolest person in the world. Yeah, especially when you're in high school and she was like always that cool. Do you still think she's the coolest person in the world? I think Danielle's up there. Danielle was recently in Licorice Pizza. Yes. Do you think you're a better actor than her? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Danielle. (laughs) I hope she'd agree. (laughs) Did you see Licorice Pizza? I did. And you didn't think she was very good? (laughs) No, I loved the film. And I thought she was great in it. But she didn't have to do much. She's lying about the film. What do you mean? Lying. About what, liking the film? That's correct. Oh, I did like the film. Or about her acting. Oh yeah, she was fine. Fuck, man. Sorry, Danielle. You did great. I don't know what's happening. It's so uncomfortable right now. (laughs) She was fine. (laughs) I gotta say, Elizabeth- This was a trap. Team Elizabeth. Danielle Heim plays herself in the movie. So yeah, it is not that hard to play yourself in a movie. <laughs> about I mean a lot of sort of plays herself as well. Okay, no, but Danielle really plays herself. And Elizabeth Olsen is like this hot lady in high school who was older than me and cooler is a rock star now. Let me have this one thing. I'm an actress. She please, cannot be an actress. Please. I would be so I'd be like, "No, she's not a good a- like she's fine." <laughs> she's fine. It was fine. I liked it. I mean, also licorice pizza. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't like it. That seems like a lie. It seems like, I mean, the lie detector guy said it was a lie. But this video made me, A, remember that Elizabeth Olsen is, like, pretty charming. But the other thing that this video made me realize was that, oh, right, Elizabeth Olsen is fully a them now. That kind of shocked me. It kind of came out of the blue as someone who doesn't really follow Marvel. But now I understand that, like, yes, there is no denying it. To not be, though. Like, like she's very much, she's trying to give real girl. Well, she's a woman after her sister's heart. She, you know, like, she's trying very hard to stay low-key, but it's well, just, I think, I think quite hard. Well, I think she them, and she's like, wow, this was misery. But I do think that they can't come back from what they created. Or what, I'm sorry, what their parents created for them. I'm not, give, I'm not letting... What their parents created. What her parents created They were five. Yeah. <laughs> I think they actually may have been younger than five. They were like toddlers. No, they were like toddlers on Full House or whatever. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. it's it's like she was somehow given the gift of not acting until she was older. I think she was like in one of their movies as like a background, but like not really doing anything until Mm -hmm. she flew under the radar. These Valley Girls, uh, they're fascinating to me. They really are. Anyway, so she's definitely a them though, right? I'm not wrong. I don't think so. I know that this is. I mean, I think so. Oh my god, sorry. I think so. You think she is right? 
we have a Josh Duboff penned profile in Vanity Fair, the secret to Elizabeth Olsen's super low-key, totally normal, really actually enviable success. And I'm just mm-hmm. funny because I was like reading it, looking for the secret, but then I realized that the title was sarcastic. So it's like, it's not, you know, There's she's no not really that low-key. Like, yeah. there when she was yeah. cast as um like the social media star in um that movie what's it called she's good Ingrid in it. goes west yeah. yeah the reason why she was cast was because people were like she's absolutely like perfect like she you show up to her house and there's like beautiful guacamole there's like beautiful this she's like effortless mm-hmm. it seems like what's the deal she reminds me of those people on instagram who feel like they just roll out of bed like that and it's it's mm-hmm. that's kind of what i think the writer's getting at i mean i don't know but she's over and over again like i'm just normal i'm just normal i'm just normal it's like well it's just it's funny that like despite how normal she can seem and despite how low-key she can seem and charming that as she can seem and like as talented as she is in this day and age you still kind of have to be a marvel person to become a them in movies (laughs) you know like despite everything she had going for her it didn't click fully until until she was well the scarlet witch or whatever she is. is interesting that her marvel didn't her marvel thing she was a she was a, obviously she was a Scarlet Witch in a movie first. She but was a Godzilla was, girly first, well, and then she was a Marvel girly. But she was a. I'm not good at Marvel, but I feel like the people who were the stars of the TV shows had almost a different route than the ones who started in the movies because it almost feels like mm, the like indie to the big like I know TV is not like an indie situation, but it just felt like she was part of a show, so she almost had more like cred, you know. She had to work a little harder than all the rest of these Marvel girlies who just do, like, the big movie, you know? They gave her this, like, buzzy TV show scenario that had, like, lots of elements. I mean, she's acting against Paul Bettany. I feel like it's kind of these – they really needed two, like, actors in a way. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that did a lot for her. But I also think that that was all – by design. Oh no! I to- no totally, universe, totally, you know? totally. A slow rollout of this character, like oh, we're gonna pop her in the background of these, then give her her own show, and then right. like fully right. implement her into but like don't you the feel big like, summer blockbuster. Like look at Lady, like Lady Thor example. Like Natalie Portman's not like out here being like, yeah, I'll do a TV show. She's like, no, I'm like, I'll do the movie, I'll slam a few things with my hammer. And then, yeah, like, I'll go on Fallon. Right. I'll like promote <laughs> this thing a hiding. little bit. And then I'll like go do mm-hmm. something else. I'll do Vox Lux 2, like Return of the Vlogs yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but Natalie Portman's not going to be like on Vanity Fair giving you charming. <laughs> you know, like that's not really what she does. She doesn't give you effortlessness. Well, it's funny because like I think Lizzie Olsen screams I'm quirky, but then actually is somewhat quirky, which I don't I don't understand how that works. Well, those are the two. Those are that's like the generational a gap between their versions of child stardom. So it's like Natalie Portman was a first generation style child star and Lizzie is sort of a second generation child right. star, you know? <laughs> it's like she learned from her parents' uh, experiences and Natalie Portman is still a little scorned by like her childhood in the industry, I think. But it's so like it's a completely Lizzie Olsen is in real life the character that Natty- Natalie Portman played in Garden State. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like in a way. <laughs> Oh my god! In a way, you no, know, I think in a kind of a big way too. Kind Ka- of in a big way. Kind of, kind of. I want to be a stoner. I'm an aspiring stoner. I'm, I'm trying. I just started trying, actually. It's, um, it's, 
It's something that I'm not very good at. So I'm a beginner. It's legal in California. Also, why do these celebrities do these fucking lie detector tests? Why do celebrities go to Vanity Fair and to do a lie detector test? This happened with Tyler Perry like two months ago. Why too. would you do this? I, I wonder why A-listers eat hot sauce. I guess it's like to make you the most relatable version of yourself by force. Here, hot you, sauce I get. Why? Well, Hot Sauce is, like, fun. That show is so casual and fun. And they were actually just talking about it on Ugh, on It's Always Sunny, where Charlie Day was like, why did you ask me to his publicist like, to go on the, the show, show about Hot Sauce? The podcast. He was like, I don't know. He didn't know what it was when they asked him to go on it. And he was like, why would I do this show? And then he left being like, oh, that was amazing. I had the best time doing that. Vanity Fair, it's like, we're going to strap you to a poly. Gonna- I guess it's, like, disarming because yeah. it's, like... Yes the hot sauce is spicy and then you kind of like lose your perspective a little bit. I just don't understand why a lie detector test would be like something that anyone normal would be like, sure, I'll do it. I guess maybe everyone just sort of wants something different because it's all the same. On these press tours, you're answering the same questions over and over and over again. And at least this is like a little bit of variety and the chance to go viral in a fun way lie detector test wishes it was like 73 <laughs> questions it wishes it was hot sauce it wishes it was um look back at your uh, look back at your met gala looks from vogue it wishes it was like any of those other formats you know it's just like it wishes it was chicken shop like it's just not a good format i think it's fun i think it's a funny format i think it can be good I do feel like the I don't trust the lie detector guy though because he could just be like that's a lie and well, lie detector. then they have to deal with that well, isn't the whole thing about lie detectors fundamentally that they're like extremely unreliable and bad? So know. it's sort of like you don't have to you don't have to believe this like strange anonymous man who's telling you that you're lying about whether or not you liked Alana Heim's performance in Licorice Pizza. Like he's just making shit up. Sure, but it did make sense for her like to tell the truth on everything except for that. <laughs> like yes. it did make sense for no, her to be it. like she's not she's she did great, and he's like you're lying. You're either lying that you like the movie, or you're lying that she did great. Choose one. It's like somehow Lord's best friend becomes a famous Marvel star and is like, so what did you think of Solar Power? (laughs) You could put me up there. I love Solar Power. Mm, I loved it. You could strap me to that thing. Yeah, that's true. You'd be one of the handful of people who could confidently say I loved Solar Power and would not move the needle. (laughs) Speaking of music, just a quick follow-up from our Friday show. Eurovision happened. Eurovision is over. Ukraine won as expected. And we had a great time. Yeah, it was a great show. Shout out to Peacock for making it so easy to stream. And shout out to Johnny Weir for providing a little box of American context in the Peacock live stream of a European live show. I thought he did a great job. He was the he real was great. He was the real um, unexpected MVP of the night. Johnny Weir, like, live hosting a foreign stream, like, by himself in a box, <laughs> wearing, like, a gorgeous outfit and, like, making jokes and, like, reading fun facts about countries. I mean, I just feel like that's mm-hmm. the hardest job I could imagine, you know, is figuring mm-hmm. out how to do that. And not only did he do, do it for the finale, he did it for the semifinals. So he'd done it three times already. Hi, everybody. I'm Johnny Weir, and welcome to Peacock's live commercial-free coverage of the 2022 Eurovision Song Contest. I'm back again for another nail-biting night of entertainment from the most captivating musical competition show in the world. Aside from live sports, this is the world's most watched live performance show year after year. 
And tonight, my, my look, I, I like to call it Rock Arena, is a nod to the winner of Eurovision 2021 and the reason why this year's contest is being held in the breathtaking country of Italy. Italian rock band turned global superstars, Minuskin. He's great. He had his wings on. And he was, was giving same facts. And I was like, wow, you're just... <laughs> I was like, no, I was really impressed. Live TV. Live TV Also hard. impressed by... An Italian them who was a co-host of the main show, Laura Pausini. She stood who was out. A who to me? She, she was amazing. She stood out. She stood out. She was a star. Are you excited? Ooh, I'm a lot. Are you? I'm a lot. I'm a, I'm really a lot. Yeah, like I've never been more excited in my whole life, really. Well, like wow. I've never been more excited in all my previous lives, quite frankly. But relax. We are not the one competing. The 25 finalists and their song are... Yes, and there will be only one winner tonight. Italy's very own Laura Pausini, who apparently burst onto the scene in Italy in 1993 with her smash hit song, La Solitudine. She's giving Celine Wonderful. Dion, I think, in terms of like mm -hmm. the, the kind of star she is, to me. It, it yeah. seems that way. Nineteen-year-old adult contemporary, like older than her years. Did you see her? I think you might have missed her opening performance, though. So you should go back and find it. She had right. like twelve right. costume changes into different colors, mm -hmm. and she kept like popping up around the stadium. And I, we were like, "How is she doing this? It must be a camera <laughs> trick, or it must be well, like pro. something's going on here." She is a pro. Should we get to more stories yep. of the week? <laughs> now I'm like, why did I put Paolo Nutini in here? He's back. I, I just. I'm glad that he's back. You could say he has some new new shoes on. Hey, I put some new shoes on and suddenly everything's right. I said, hey. Paolo Nutini, best known for his song New Shoes to myself and Lindsay, a Scottish, I don't know, pop icon, is back. And he's popped up in my feeds, coming back. And I'm really excited because I haven't thought about Paolo Nutini since the last time we talked about him. 35-year-old Scott. He's only 35. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone's like, Paolo Nutini's back. He's like, my age. <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's coming out with a new album, 35-year-old Scotsman. The new album is due to be 70 minutes long. Love that. And we'll incorporate a range <laughs> of music genres from classic rock to post-punk. I don't even remember mm -hmm. what his old music sounded like aside from New Shoes. I only know new shoes, but because of that, I am a, a fan for life. <laughs> I'm a fan for life. Conversely, we have Kelly Osbourne. Who Conversely? I just, I'm not a fan for life trying of to Kelly say, Osbourne's. Oh, I thought you were be like, she has old shoes or something. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I think she's usually like refreshing her shoes. She's pretty stylish. She's going to be having lots of small shoes, new small shoes, because she's pregnant. She's pregnant with her partner. I don't believe they're married. Her partner, who is best known for being the turntablist in Slipknot. She's also somebody who's vaguely our age, but feels like they've been around forever, so I think is much older. But, like, we've just been growing at the same rate. She was our age when we watched her in the Osbournes. A little bit older, yeah. Telling Jack about the McRib. <gasps> McRib is back. Oh, Are so you serious, excited. Jack? That is so good. You're getting excited over the McRib. <laughs> you know what, Kelly? It's the little things that count. Checkers, <gasps> McRib is back. Shut up. <laughs> you know, I'm, you're such a twat, Jack, the McRib. It's funny how much the, I think if you had told me in 1999 or 2000 or whenever the Osbournes premiered, 
that we would still sort of be seeing them yeah not even infrequently right? in the press i'd be Constantly. extremely surprised even knowing the sort of i don't know the fleeting nature of reality fame back then as i think we knew even though it was early i think we knew that it was it was just an extension of the 15 minutes of fame rule i would never have guessed that we would be seeing stories about all these people constantly because we see stories about her we see stories about her Sharon mom we and see her stories brother. about her dad and fucking jack all the time it is kind and of it's shocking. not even just american press yeah i wonder kind I mean, of British like press. what it, i really could not really surmise what the reason is for that for some reason people she's likable i'm not saying she's mm-hmm. not but i'm it is confusing because Sharon has been working nonstop all until recently, like since mm-hmm. that show. Kelly, fashion police kind of does vague stuff. I know people were mm-hmm. obsessed with like the way that she looked and like her weight loss journey became like a tabloid fixture, which is annoying. But like otherwise, I'm not quite sure that like like what's her person? Like I don't even really even know her that well since the show. You yeah. know what I mean? And she was a teenager then. She was a teenager, she was fun, she was punk, and now I think she's chilled out in the way that I think people just tend to chill out. I don't think she was ever punk. (laughs) She would like you to believe that she was punk, I guess. Well, she had a vague music career. Okay, so that's like something I just think there's nothing very punk about the top comment on your Instagram being Ross Matthews being like, you're going to be the best mom ever. (laughs) Can't wait to meet your baby. Like, that's the opposite of punk. As much as I love Ross Matthews, that's just... Also, to be fair, maybe I'm going back on myself. If you end up, you know, marrying and having a kid with the DJ from Slipknot, maybe you are punk. Like, maybe that's like it doubled back on itself. And it turns out you were punk all along. The point of this is that it's once you are grandfathered into fame it's i mean that's part of the the, the conceit of the podcast it doesn't really go away (laughs) like former hardcore guy lots of tattoos but now sober you know like that's what that's what this guy is giving to me right now in terms of um what's like travis parker yeah Yeah. meanwhile sharon's just like cancel culture cancel culture cancel culture (laughs) we have to stop cancel culture none of her kids can compete with her she is the queen of the media i mean right i mean Mm -hmm. she's like desperate to stay in headlines like if drag her kicking and screaming from the daily mail phone line or whatever i don't know how that works Mm -hmm. visually but like it kind of works moving on this is definitely just both of these stories both of these headlines about black china over the past week must be a direct result from the of the terrible press she got from this lawsuit against the kardashians which is sort of half still going on but half over um at the very least, people just don't care anymore, um, which just shows the strength of the Kardashian like legal teams, many many legal teams. But um, she got baptized in her in a backyard swimming pool, and she also announced that she's going to participate in a celebrity boxing match against a model named Elisa Megan. Yeah, I mean it's funny because people are like, "Wow, after she lost the lawsuit, like she's going hard," and it's like this is just like what her normal life is like. I don't know. I mean, she just. <laughs> She's always taking opportunities to do stuff like get baptized and fight somebody. Getting baptized on her birthday. Born again on my birthday. But that's like not how that works. I guess that's how it could work. I'm just saying like that's could, not what born again means, right? I mean, it's not whatever. Maybe it just maybe it's more special. Baller alert comments and it said happy birthday. <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> it is funny because isn't she like accused of like fighting people 
outside of the ring. It's nice that she's like constantly she's she like, kicked someone in the stomach or something. Right. So it's nice that she's like making it official. It's like if she wants to like beat the hell out of some lady, let's like get paid to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe she like mm-hmm. learned that lesson, which I think is, you know, maybe the journey. This woman, her name is Sequoia King, spoke exclusively with the Daily Mail um, and told them that her friend, Black China, kicked her in the stomach yeah it's not great so i think all these things are sort of to you know she's taking a page from the kardashian playbook (laughs) right like just flood the um flood the news with other stories about yourself did it was is it crazy that we thought she like had a chance to win this case or like win any aspect of the case since there were like 90 different like accusations involved it may have been crazy to think that she would win it i don't think it's crazy to believe her because I just don't trust anything the Kardashians say. I I still believe that when she says she was conned out of that second season of Robin China, it was because they strong-armed her in some way. And I, like... You mean strong-armed E. I just believe that... I feel sympathy for Black China in that I think having to go up against the Kardashians is an impossible task, and I don't envy anyone in that position. I think she took the risk and she lost. The other thing about the celebrity boxing, this just this just made me think, you know, when did this start? Because celebrity boxing feels very early 2000s to me, like Tanya Harding versus Paula Jones. I just like, that's what I think about but when I think of celebrities fighting each other. it's been popular recently because of TikTok guys like Jake Paul and mm-hmm. stuff. They keep the celebrity boxing alive. They keep it happening. And apparently celebrity boxing, when I Googled this, I thought maybe it would be a slightly different, a slightly difficult thing to find the answer to. It's not extinct at all. And it the first people people say I've seen this in multiple places, but ESPN wrote this like definitive history of celebrity boxing. And they point to a match in nineteen ninety-four, this modern iteration of it, a match in nineteen ninety-four between Danny Bonaducci and Donny Osmond. That's like the that, first was that that's like the like first, the first one? one? Yeah. It predates the celebrity boxing show on Fox by like six years, and it is thought that it sort of got people thinking more seriously about it and it was just like a silly stunt like there was really kind of no animosity between them it was like a joke that came up on the radio show or something and that they just decided to do it and it was highly publicized but like that sort of started all of this donny osmond who won that fight danny bonaducci danny bonaducci won it via some really weird it was like called a split decision victory and then in the write-up on espn they're like no one really even knew what it meant but danny bonaducci was like i won i won i won but it seemed like it was kind of a weird draw almost but technically danny won i think they thought this would be an even match let's get two like kind of classic child star all-american people and then danny was like i'm gonna kill this guy (laughs) like sorry (laughs) you know what i mean from optin utah Starring in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Made his professional singing debut at four. 23 gold records with a nine-year period. Five feet, nine inches, weighing at 145 pounds. Child singer, teen idol, comeback kid, wearing red with white trim. Ladies and gentlemen, he's won. Bad Apple, Danny the Stormin' Mormon Osmond! into the ring. He is originally from Pennsylvania. Leah just put it up, Dan King. Former child star of the TV's Partridge family. Found by the National Enquirer to be dead, broke, and starving. Saved a Canadian man from suicide. Signed on with The Loop this year where he does nights. He is five feet, seven inches tall. He's wearing the black and white shorts. 
He's weighing in 155 pounds. He's buffed, he's pumped, and he smokes three packs of cigarettes a day. Danny, the tattooed Fanny Bonaduce! From one cursed reality show to another, we're talking culpos. What the fuck is going we're on We're back here? to Discovery Plus. Why are we still watching Discovery Plus? Like... Why aren't you? I'm not. I don't know. I know I'm how to not, answer that question. I'm, I'm watching Discovery paying. Plus because there's a bounty of content, Lindsay. <laughs> Just a wealth of great shows. I'm not paying for this shit. I'm not paying for Olivia Copel and Sisters subject of reality series in production. Yeah, Lindsay, I know you're not paying Plus. for it because there's a profile on my Discovery Plus account called Lindsay. <laughs> I wonder which TV is logged into that, actually. I got to get that. <laughs> I got to get that. I don't know. I got to get that. I got to figure out where it's that not, is. It's not mine. I haven't used it in a while, to be fair. Not that it matters okay. <laughs> to you. <laughs> Who's watching? <laughs> Lindsay. Are you going to log in to watch Olivia Culpo and her sisters and their new reality show that is yet untitled? I think it's called The Culpos, but they're calling it a working title. Yeah, Three working title. Three close-knit sisters have a rare combination of style, spunk, and a disarming sense of humor that is lighthearted and playful. Collectively, they are incredibly entertaining, and we're excited to introduce a charming family in a whole new way, said Howard Lee, the president of TLC Streaming and Network Originals. I'm sorry, but isn't half of Hollywood right now just various collections of sisters with a rare combination of style, spunk, and a disarming sense of humor? Like, that's like half of Hollywood. Sisters who get along I was and are, so like, funny and rich. I was angry because they were, like, they called them relatable and self-made. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know about the self-made thing, but relatable. And I was just crying because, like, and then I was just looking at headlines of these, of Olivia Culpo and being like, what is relatable about this woman? It's like, <laughs> Olivia Culpo celebrates 30th birthday in slit up to their metal mesh dress like Olivia Coppel's jaw-dropping vacation photos make us envious as she finally reveals secret destination like Olivia Coppel pokes fun at American Airlines cover-up drama and nearly remember when she got yelled at by the flight yes well that's the thing that's the thing Lindsay you're reading headlines that just so the listeners know you're not reading old headlines these reading, are Olivia like, Coppel headlines from headlines. like the past 60 days like if I read you these headlines would you be like what a relatable woman just like me Step inside Olivia Culpo's enviable L.A. home. Literally, the that whole article is about how her house is something you cannot have. That's the opposite <laughs> of relatable. Like, you cannot have her house. It's too nice for you. You did find one relatable headline about Olivia Culpo from the past <laughs> month, and it is on the Daily Mail. Please read it. Olivia Culpo sizzles wearing a strappy black mini dress at the grand opening of her family's Italian restaurant in Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> There's something relatable about, like, a family joint in Rhode Island. There's something relatable about going to the opening of your family's red sauce joint in Rhode Island. Down home. Maybe that's what the... If if the reality show's about them, like, working as waitresses in the family restaurant, I'm down. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I... Yeah, <laughs> but also, like, I... I, w- I would have thought that had I not already been burned by Candy and the gang on Bravo, (laughs) which I have to admit I gave up on after four episodes. I was like, this really isn't going anywhere. Restaurant shows sound good in theory, and I guess they can be very good as people who love VPN, you know, VPR, assure me. Yeah. But that that didn't work out for me. So I think even Olivia Culpo trying to run a red sauce joint would not be all that compelling. You're right, actually. I don't want that. Am I supposed to know her sister's? Her sister's like Aurora, to know who these people are? like Aurora, like, or in like, and like Jessica, what are their names? Wait, their <laughs> names are something. Their names are here. Sophia, Olivia, Aurora. I'm reading this and I keep thinking of, you know what other sisters I would much rather a reality show from? 
Sistine Stallone, Stallone, the Stallone sisters. Wouldn't you love a reality <laughs> show from those girls? Yes. What are their names? Yeah, like Sistine Chapel and like Venice Canal and like what are their names? Like no. Angelo. Like what are their names? Luigi Mario. What are their names? Oh my God. Hold on. <laughs> Bolognese. <laughs> yeah, like Bolognese what are their Stallone. names? Like Parmigiana, Stallone. Like what are their names? One is Sistine. Stallone girlies. One is Sistine I'm looking. Stallone. <laughs> They have a Stallone podcast. Girlies. I actually would love a reality show from them. Sophia. Yeah. Sistine. Okay. And Scarlett. So only one of them is like Mario Luigi Pasta. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. But I'm just saying if you're giving me a three sisters reality show, I'm going to take the Stallones over these girls. I don't know. Why, I don't know why it became a contest, but it's just like I can think of three better sisters and it's time. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> this this show, once again, it says the rare comp- the a rare <laughs> assortment of like famous sisters we have so many famous sisters just talked about four we talked about fucking the kardashian girlies we talked about the heim girlies and the stallone girlies yeah along with the culpos i'm sick of this is not a rarity in hollywood right they're Um, everywhere we got a lot of sisters we don't need three more sisters and olivia coppo is one of those celebrities who's like what does she do and it's like People are asking me, and I'm like, I think she was like Miss America, and she dated a Jonas brother. Like, that is all that I have That's for it. you. And That's since it. then, she also dated some football guy, and she's been in tabloids like nonstop for wearing bikinis. And that's literally the least mm-hmm. relatable thing you could do. What's wild to me, Lindsay, is that you chose to ignore the least relatable headline that you copied and pasted Sorry, into the what doc, is it? which is it's long. Nicole Scherzinger. Nicole Scherzinger rocks a plunging animal print bodysuit and cut off denim shorts, while Olivia Culpo and Behati Prinzlu showcase their toned legs at the Zoe Reports annual Zoasis retreat <laughs> in Palm Springs. <laughs> Is that relatable? Did you get invited oh, the to Zoe the Zoasis spot event or whatever? Hot Springs event? I don't think so. Again, April 18th, 2022. <sighs> I'll be watching though. We will be streaming on Discovery Plus. I mean, you're paying. I'm streaming. <laughs> I'm sneaking in there. Happily. Oh, turning on my Happily. little account. And I watch it enough. <laughs> I watched enough. Last night, as former Miss Universe Olivia Culpo and her family opened their newest restaurant, Union in Maine, in East Greenwich. I had a chance to catch up with her and the culinary team about the hottest new spot in town. I know it's Little Roadie, but it's a, a big part of who I am. This is my home. It's always going to be my home. It's just so grounding. Every time I come back here, I'm reminded of what's important. And I grew up on the principle of good food and good community, which I think anybody that's like a true Rhode Islander knows that we have the best food on the planet. So to be able to be a part of that and give that to the community is so rewarding. And then to do it with my family is just the cherry on top. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. 
They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetInst.com slash sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Want to move on to, we haven't talked about Jesse Metcalf in a while. We can talk about this. Like, a, a celebrity clapping back to Domois is rare, and I think this is good. I'm surprised it's rare. Moving on, Jesse Metcalf responded to a Dumois blind item that was, you know, barely blind, like had okay vision, you know, it needed <laughs> glasses, but it was still perfectly sighted. I think this blind had sight like me. Like it, it, it's, tw its vision is not 2020, but it, it, with glasses, it can see like it was not that difficult. And also the vision was bad enough for like when you type in the prescription, <laughs> the the website is like, are you sure you don't want the, the more expensive thinner ones? I always those have are to buy those. I always have to buy those. It's I so said no last time. Annoying. I said no. And guess what? They're thick, but I don't care. It's okay. not worth like the extra 150 bucks. It's stupid. You're falling. You're falling for their marketing. Okay. Well, not. They just make the glass thinner, and then I and then it doesn't have as much like of a weird warping thing around your eyes. Okay, not the point. I'm surprised that more people don't clap back to Demois, and I'm mm -hmm. double surprised that Demois, once the clapback happened, folded in half. Like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. How, how, and then blamed everyone. Like it was just the most. If if the, if the case is so flimsy, I can't believe you're posting all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so. And if the case is so, and if they're posting all of these flimsy cases, I can't believe that celebrities even care. You know, when the quantity That's is true. so high and all of it is so ridiculous, then like there's actually a benefit in the like abundance of stuff. People believe this stuff though. People believe blinds. They, they it doesn't matter. You're right. I mean, it, it just, but it's funny to me when somebody claps back and then Demois, I just feel like shouldn't, should be like, they're blinds. It's fun. It's entertainment moving on. But then Demois is like, I'm so sorry. It's, you know, uh, I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what happened. We're, we're, we're talking cryptically about what happened. And so 
Jesse Metcalf. This is about Jesse Metcalf of a Hallmark movie and more importantly, Desperate Housewives fame and John Tucker Must Die fame. So on Demois, they posted a screenshot of an email that Demois received that said the email is from John Tucker. Yeah, so the subject was like, the gardener in, is in the UK. And the tip said, my friend hooked up a Z-list Hallmark actor on the weekend that is recently single. He could not stop talking about himself. There's also some drama with Hallmark on why they won't hire him anymore. That's barely even a rumor. Oh, an actor is being narcissistic? Shocking. Yeah. You know, like, and the details about Hallmark are practically nil. Jesse commented on a blog that reposted the Domois thing and said, this is bullshit. And Dumois responded. Dumois actually took the time to address Jesse's claim and said, because some emails are submitted using fake email addresses, there is no way to verify all the claims that are submitted. Submitted. Read all emails with discernment, as some are straight up bullshit. Some emails are able to later to be confirmed. Some emails, I love this, I write myself based on information I am able to confirm. So Dumois like writes up emails and emails them to themselves so that they can screenshot them. I cannot confirm any guesses to blind items and will not put anything in writing that alludes to any actual information I know. And then apologizes directly to Jesse. I didn't know he was a working actor, nor did I know he was in Hallmark movies as I do not watch that channel. Oh my fucking god, like <laughs> what is this? <laughs> either you're either entertainment and you're posting everything and you're just it do, like we're all in this for the fun and the game and you do not laughs. need to verify it. She says, "Little tip, if you think an email is about you, don't publicly respond to it." If you don't want to bring attention to yourself. So she's basically saying the stars, the Streisand effect is real. <laughs> yeah. DM me and I will quietly delete it and it will most likely, and most likely people will forget it even existed. These things are true, but it's, it's really surprising to me that this doesn't happen more often. And like, it's really surprising to me that she even cared, you know? I just feel like you I mean, got, I find all of Demois very fascinating. I just feel and, like and weird. it's like either the blinds are entertainment and it's all fiction and you believe it if you want to believe it or not, right? Otherwise, Demois, mm-hmm. you got to start a magazine and start reporting these things out. You choose one. Choose a lane. I just don't. It's just crazy. It's just Sometimes it's just so crazy to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because she's no, you're almost, totally right about picking a lane. She's giving journalism, but then she's giving not journalism. And it's like, pick mm-hmm. one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, she's giving journalism, and then she's saying, um, how dare you assume this is journalism? <laughs> right. It is by no means journalism. <laughs> right. And I think that that's totally fair. Right. If you're doing this for entertainment, then fine. But the moment you add some sort of addendum to your post, then it's almost like, wait, what are you trying to tell me here? Meanwhile, like, it, it's like, just mixed messaging. Not that she needs to be reading every article in Us Weekly, but if you claim to be like out there checking up on these things literally a few months ago jesse medcalf had a daily ritual of romancing his girlfriend ahead of valentine's day while promoting his gack family movie harmony from the heart so those are two things that are like uh, directly against the blind or whatever do you know what i mean if that's mm-hmm. the if that's what we're kind of talking about here well Lindsay, it's kind of <laughs> not to go all dumois head but um the blind says that He's having problems with Hallmark movies, and now, now he's, he's on in Gak movies. So <laughs> I guess I have to believe the the Demois blind. <laughs> he switched. I guess to I have to succumb to the toxicity he of this. Switched to Gak. Yeah, he's switching to Gak. He switched to Gak. He's a Gak boy now. You know, there's also something about this blind. Maybe it's old. 
maybe it's maybe it's dated. Yeah. I I kind of yeah. I kind of remember an era post his uh, marriage or fi- or on fiance when he was engaged or whatever when he was maybe sliding into DMs. Who knows? Maybe this mm-hmm. is like a a belated blind. And like I don't I don't find it super fun to click through the Demois blinds. A lot of people do, and I totally get it. But Nothing is less fun than reading a correction from Dumois. I know. Don't cor- it sucks. Stop it correcting. It sucks all of the in- entertainment out of it. No, stop. It sucks all of the like stop like absurdity correcting. out of it. I know. It's so not fun. Which is why like mm-hmm. you have like why people like it because it's sort of right. Like you never see and, empty and being like sorry. <laughs> like fuck that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like don't you know? Sometimes you get bad. The 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 kind of greatest thing about blinds is that sometimes they're wrong. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Moving on. Moving on. You know who else is in court? The Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are in court for like tax evasion, etc. I know. I kind of love it because it's a classic. You but know? they're also filming. But they're also filming two, two very successful reality shows at the same time. So like, just pay the taxes. Their crimes have done nothing to them. Like, if anything, they've only increased their notoriety and they got a better deal at E! I mean... Because now they have fucking three shows on the network. I mean, you can tell I'm not reading anything from this, but, like, how much could they owe? Pay your taxes. You have a lot of successful shows. Just pay the taxes. Finish the finish the court case, pay the taxes, and then go on to showing on gr- showing up on Growing Up Chrisley, Chrisley Knows Best, and an untitled oh no it does have a title love limo a dating show that todd chrisley is going to host Wait, i'm sorry three shows on i'm e. sorry love limo love limo todd chrisley is hosting a dating show on e that is yet to premiere that is called love limo and the way that e described it no deadline it, they described it as the show will see singletons put in their dating life and put their dating life into the hands of todd chrisley yikes who will guide one unlucky and love single on a whirlwind day of speed dating that will hopefully end in a date night and the match of their dreams we so maybe the speed dating happens inside a limousine I'm sorry. Did the Kardashians like smash E on their way out? Like, did they like break their brain as they left the building? Like, what's going on here? You saying that E E has a concussion? E was like E as the Kardashians like left. They gave them a pop of culture, and now that now they're like dazed and confused. I mean, I'm just saying, like, what is this? Now I'm trying to see, like, are they in? Are they inside a limousine? Because the show is called Love Limo, but it. The actual description doesn't mention a limousine. I have to assume it takes place in a limousine, right? I think you have to assume that. <laughs> right? The comments, Lindsay, and again, deadline comments are a crazy world. And the Chrisley stands love to really? comment every single comment on Wait, read me this some page of the comments. that is visible. Love them. I will always watch their reruns <laughs> because they are that funny. Kim says... Is it Kardashian? So happy to hear this. Absolutely love Chris. Chrisley knows best Stop. and growing up Chrisley. I'm sure Dodd's Todd's dating show will be funny. Desiree responded to Kim and said, "Yes, he is so cute." Francine Wright says, "I love Chrisley knows best. I love Nanny Faye the most. Todd is hilarious and I love him to death." Rosemary Christian, which if it's a real name, much respect. If it's a fake one, even more respect. It's about time. I love these shows. <laughs> love those Chrisleys. Wait, I'm sorry. The response. Pennyberry to- <laughs> Campbell says, "Absolutely love the." people anonymous says can't wait love chrisley's cynthia jackson says i'm so happy to see that wait, the chrisley's will be back on soon on? i love everything chrisley's mimi goes ka-ching ka-ching anonymous responded to mimi and said i love the chrisley's anonymous responded to anonymous and says me and my mom love this show it's our favorite reality <laughs> what show is going on? No, she wait. has dementia 
They make her laugh. They're so down to earth. Oh Love y'all. Lindsay, there are more. This is insane. This is like I, I this is like the worst place on the internet is people being like I love the Grizzlies. <laughs> I I, I swear to God, there are 40 comments and literally oh every Wait, single one of them Maggie, is positive. Maggie Cooper wrote, wish I could watch the Chrisleys, but I cut the cable cord. I really miss watching all of their <laughs> antics. Who is writing this? These are all Todd Chrisley. Like, these are all him. I swear to God. I can't believe that literally all the comments are positive. The comments are never positive. I What's happening here? I want to comment and be here? like, you all need freaking lobotomies. <laughs> Johnny Vital says... Chrisley's dot 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 the best show on any network or cable feed. Thanks, Chrisley fam. Dot 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 for the nonstop laughs. <laughs> this is cuckoo bananas. Let me say that it's cuckoo bananas that everyone loves the Chrisleys, but it also explains why E is giving them three fucking shows. <laughs> is that why? In the middle of his it's trial, true, you're right. Because if any, we just asked how does he have so many shows, and we literally went to the article, and it was like every single person is like, I cannot get enough. Give me more Chrisley. So you know what? <laughs> That's what that is. Like we need to. They're like we're giving you. We need to. We're giving you three shows. We need to go by like what the evidence is. And here we go. In case you forgot what this is about, it says. Both Chrisleys, I'm quoting page six, both Chrisleys are charged with one count of conspiracy to commit bank fraud, five counts of bank fraud, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, and one count of tax fraud. <laughs> and like six counts of being hysterical. Julie Chrisley is also charged with one count of wire fraud and one count of obstruction of justice. The federal trial for reality TV stars Todd and Julie Chrisley starts in Atlanta today. The two are facing bank fraud and tax evasion charges. Prosecutors argue this celebrity couple submitted fake documents to banks when applying for loans. They're also accused of using a film production company to hide money from the IRS. The Chrisleys have pleaded not guilty to all of the charges. Speaking of counting, let's count to three. <laughs> not that? to keep all these fucking <laughs> segues in. Okay, let's sorry, count to three. Sorry. Here are three nepotism headlines. Do you want to go back and forth? One. Leslie Mann, 50, is joined by her daughters Iris Apatow, 19, and Maude Apatow, 24, at Louis Vuitton's 2023 cruise show in San Diego. Two, Punky Brewster's star Soleil Moonfry proudly poses with her daughter Poet, 16, at an event to raise awareness for vaccinations. Wait, pro or <laughs> for or against? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely for. Okay, definitely just checking. Three, model offspring... Steve Jobs' daughter Eve and Kamala's stepdaughter Ella Emhoff strike a pose together at Louis Vuitton's fashion show in L.A., hyphen, where Harris's niece Mina also sat front Are row. Are you fucking kidding me? Steve Jobs' daughter and Kamala Harris's stepdaughter posed together at a fashion show? Do you know who else was at this fashion show and who appears in the bullets and not in the headline? Who? Anna Wintour, Elizabeth Olsen, Miranda Kerr, Gemma Chan, and Emma Roberts. And yet the They're like, no, we're going to focus on Ella Emhoff oh in the God. nepotism headline about Leslie Mann and Maude Apatow and Iris Apatow yeah. um, dressed to the nines at this cruise show, which I didn't know what a cruise show was, so I had to Google what is a cruise show. Resort wear. Who knew? I didn't. I'm an idiot. Oh, I didn't yeah, know what Oh, yeah. It's what people wear on cruises. Uh -huh. in, the, <laughs> in the actual piece, there's more photos, obviously, and... Not all the photos are about Iris and Maude and Leslie. Most of them are, but it's like other people included. Jennifer Meyer and Ava DuVernay are photographed, and it says, Sensations, Ron Meyer's daughter, Jennifer Meyer, left, whose estranged husband is Tobey Maguire, oh <laughs> for a nautical cheek blue white and white Louis Vuitton dress. They got it's her. It's just like, they find any... She got, she got like, 
stabbed twice in that caption. Once being like, your nepotism, and two being like, sorry about your marriage. <laughs> they can't, they can't like chill out. Well, they can't. I mean, what are they supposed to call her? Like jewelry designer? That's boring. I mean, it's what she is. Right. A lot of people have boring jobs. <laughs> She's a jewelry designer. Okay, moving on. We are podcast so we podcast have, hosts. Well, and I hope to, <laughs> and I hope to be called as such when I'm in the Daily Mail. Moving on, we have Us Weekly, another place I do not want to be featured. We have a day in my a day in my life, and we have a twenty five things. Are any of these good? Steve Aoki is the hawking Natty Light, which I gotta <laughs> say, I'm interested. No, it's in. not just Natty Light. It's Natty Light vodka. Disgusting. Natty Light Vodka, that's literally drinking rubbing alcohol. Not even rubbing alcohol, like dirty dishwasher vodka that's already been run through a bong. Uh, Lindsay, I don't know what rubbing alcohol you're drinking because this rubbing alcohol has sugar in it. So, you know, there's a difference. Natty Light Vodka is like what you get from going to a frat party, collecting the cups, the, the solo cups that aren't quite done, like that people aren't finished drinking, and putting it in a bottle and selling it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Tell me that's not true. Did you know that it was launched in just a few markets and then it got really, really popular? This is from Food and Wine. Which Natty Light Vodka is so popular. It's Miami. going nationwide. <laughs> Which they markets? want it available. I know it didn't say. It just says they released it in a few select markets. Was it free? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. And it says within hours, they said in a press release, within hours of launching Natty Vodka last year, Natty fans were asking us to bring our flavored vodka everywhere in the U.S. We know we needed to go big with a national expansion, and there's nothing more electric than having Steve Aoki perform at your house party. <laughs> Is this you or Timmy who wrote, did you ever do that thing in college where you put shitty vodka through the Brita multiple times to distill it and then make it taste like kettle wine? <laughs> That's me. Didn't you do that? No. I looked this up. Apparently, it's really popular. Wait, you put, it doesn't do shit. You put vodka in a Brita? What kind of bullshit is we that? Buy... What kind of ke- What kind of chemistry major are you? <laughs> like we bought a handle of cheap vodka and put it through a Brita because we heard that if you distill it, aka like put it through a Brita, which is not distillation, if you put it through a Brita multiple times, then it will taste like expensive vodka. And so who we would do said it. that? <laughs> Someone, t- I don't know, Craig, some fucking dumbass that I went to college, probably. That's all. And we were like, well, we could spend eighteen dollars on this, yeah. and then or six dollars on a Brita filter, <laughs> and then four hours of our time, and then you know, at that point, it's like, why didn't we just buy a bottle of Kettle One? You know, you know what works better? Putting Skittles in your shitty vodka. <laughs> oh, I did that too. Gummy bears. Wait, but then the Brita. Then do you just have a you just have a tainted Brita? I guess you could wash yeah, it. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, you had to wash it, but then like it, it was not washed. Like vodka. <laughs> <laughs> it straight up wasn't washed, and that was another problem because people didn't take the filter. You were supposed to take the Brita filter out after you had used it for vodka, and people didn't do that. Of course, they didn't. Like, people were nasty. <laughs> this is like when I was like reading about what a Sex on the Beach was, and I was like, "That sounds good," and I tried to make one myself, and like I couldn't find orange juice anywhere, so I used Sunny Delight, and it was like the worst thing I've ever had in my life. And I was like, "I don't like Sex on the Beaches," and it's like, "Yeah," because I used Sunny Delight. Wait, that kind of sounds good. Yeah, you know, I had a really great, you know, you know my friend Rachel? Yeah, of course, of course you do. I do. One of her favorite things in the world, which is definitely a byproduct of her college years, is mixing vanilla vodka and pineapple juice. Oh. And I gave her so much shit for it. <laughs> Have you ever tasted vanilla vodka and pineapple juice? I... Because there is nothing better in the world. <laughs> is it really good? It is so good. It tastes like you are drinking some sort of cream Are you sure it doesn't taste like a headache? That's the other thing is like, I cannot taste a drink that tastes like a headache. It's not it's not uber sweet. 
It's not uber sweet. Uh-huh. I took a sip and I was like, I take back every ounce of criticism I just like thrust upon you for making well, fun of this Well, this was like, like how I was anti like um, Malibu rum for a while and I like mm-hmm. didn't. And then I drank it and I was like, I get it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's coconut. It's so Anyway, good. so Natty Light, we're here if you need a new sponsor. Although it seems like you're doing pretty well without right, us. Right. I feel like Stevie Oki is the exact person to sell this disgusting exactly. looking so, wine bottle full of vodka. I don't know, even understand. <laughs> and it comes in three. It's not, I'm not even going to call it flavors. It comes in three colors. Light blue, light pink, and dark pink. And so, you know, pick your poison. <laughs> It's a very classic day in the life because the lead photo is a is an ad for Natty Light because it's him posing in front of Natty Light. And it's like, well, at 9 a.m. I work on my music. And then at 11 a.m. I work on my music. At 1 p.m. I like drink Natty Light. I just feel vodka, like, no, like uh, truly, three more music. truly no offense to Stevie Oki. He's very rich and very successful. But a man at this age should not be drinking this drink. I'm, ser- I'm serious. No. Like one no. sip of this drink, his whole body is thrown out of whack. You, There is no there is no healthy body over the age of XYZ that would react well to this drink. I'm sorry. But I mean, that's the thing. At that age, you know, at our age, like I can only have like one vanilla vodka pineapple juice, but I will have the one, but and that's I will what I'm enjoy. Saying, it. Like, don't get Steve Aoki to sell your shitty vodka. Get like a young person whose body bounces back. Like, I see Steve Aoki posing with this vodka, and I'm like, I need to warn him. You know what I mean? Like, he must know. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no amount of like amphetamines in the world to counteract this. What the damage that this can do to you in one night. Get Olivia Rodrigo to sell it. For anyone well, under the <laughs> age of 25, they could rip through this no problem. Steve Aoki, he's like pushing 50, no? How old is he? At least 45. Oh, 44. I'm sorry, like, looks 44, great. you can barely eat Cheez-Its at this age, like, without feeling ill. <laughs> like, come on. Have you had the Cheez-Its Puffs? <laughs> I saw an ad for Cheez-Its Puffs, and I'm like dying to find it, but my local grocery store doesn't carry it. I would love. Have you seen? They're like cheeses, but they're puffed. Have you seen the the old bay goldfish? The old bay goldfish. No, that sounds fucking perfect. I need those. Yeah, me too. Oh, that sounds good. Okay, so speaking of spawn inside recurring us weekly features, I clicked on twenty five things you don't know about. I know I had because sometimes they're they don't have the spawn and then I'm disappointed. But both of these had spawn, so I clicked on twenty five things to know about Beth Bears, best known for being one of the broke girls in two broke girls and kind of nothing else. Beth Bears, but that's the blonde one. She's the not one. She's the one who's not married to Andrew WK. She was on a network comedy for like seven years. So rich. Great, nice work if you can get it. Probably so rich. um, Syndicated too. Oh, yeah. I think it got the 100 episodes. I think it's doing fine. So I clicked on her 25 things. Where's the spawn? Where's the spawn? I didn't have to go beyond number two, which is (laughs) we try to be a plastic-free house. So I recently swapped out all my plastic razors for the new Schick Intuition Bamboo Razors. They come in recyclable and certified, sustainably sourced paperboard packaging. Mm -hmm. Have a unique handle. Well, you know what? Only one razor gets our airtime, and I'm not going to give this any. I was going to say, it's giving me. (laughs) I I feel seen. It's giving Lindsay. So I looked up, I was like, well, I just want to make sure that she's actually doing Spawn for this, that this isn't, you know, earnest, like us talking about uh, Malibu rum or cheese at puffs. And it turns out, no, she is paid by Chicken Intuition. I found a sponsored post. She better be. As Come Beth on. Bears knows, going green doesn't have to be intimidating thanks to hashtag Chic Intuition Bamboo. And she has a nice long video explaining why she chose Just swap your old razor for Chic Intuition Bamboo with its renewable bamboo handle and recycled blades and almost no plastic waste. Because going green doesn't have to be intimidating. Small, sustainable choices can make a big difference. Let's get into some relationships. Uh, Is there anything good in here? Do we remember? Reluctantly. 
there are like three kind of good ones. Brody Jenner is dating a woman he met while surfing. A surfer. She's a professional surfer. They bonded over, this is a TMZ quote, they bonded over their passion for the ocean. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. It's as good as anything else, I guess. I love that. Okay, moving on. Did you hear? This is like... Shocking. Shocking. This is very... People exclusive. News. Okay, this is very like... Jason Momoa (laughs) is dating Aiza Gonzalez. I can't believe that. I cannot believe. And in a way, I can. One of the number one it girlies, Aiza Gonzalez. Imagine dating Timothy Chalamet and then Jason Momoa. I know there's obviously something in between there as well, but those are like opposite men. Those are opposite men. What is your taste? (laughs) No, it's, it's 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 literally like being at a restaurant and then at the end of the thing it's like mm. you're looking at the dessert menu and you go, Well, I'm trying to choose between the raspberry sorbet and the baked Alaska and it's like <laughs> like wait, what? It's not even like, oh, I really like just the personality. This is beyond that. I don't mm-hmm. I don't buy that with this one. These men are yeah. so different from each other. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. It's like, well, no, it's it's better than the dessert metaphor. It's like going to a restaurant and saying, I'm not sure if I'm just going to get a wedge salad or if I'm going to get the beef Wellington. Sure. <laughs> you know? All these metaphors like kind of work until you get into them and then you're like, I'm not sure if that works. <laughs> but sure. I, mean, yes. I do love wedge salads and beef Wellington. You can have both. as Well, right. Like that makes sense that you could have I mean, both. I guess that's what Ace is proving. You can like both of those things. No, you can go there's to a restaurant something... and decide. I'm not sure if I want the wedge salad or the beef Wellington. I mean, there's. I mean, I have to say this. I'm sorry, but it's it's giving press. It's giving PR. Of course it is. Ace right? is in her. Ace is in her it girl era. She, she really has to is. like. She really. She's like gonna be in everything. She already is. Her last movie was a bit of a flop. Ambula, Ambulance Angeles Ambulance. Ambulance Angeles Ants. Yeah. So she is having to, you know. Turn up the volume. And what better way to do it? They are dating. He cares about her. He's in a really great place. Working on Fast X Insider says he's quite busy and he's in a good place. You already said that. You said that twice. Wait, I'm sorry. This person, this quote. They're dating. He cares about her. He's in a great place. Working on Fast X. He's quite busy and he's in a good place. You are. That's giving nerves. Two times you're going to say he's in a great place. Maybe he's not in a great place. Wow, you're giving giving lately. I know I am. It sounds like this person's not in a good place. <laughs> they are dating. He cares about her. He's in a great place, working on Fast 10. He's quite busy, and he's in a good place. <laughs> you're giving giving. Sorry. You are giving giving. You're giving giving today. Okay. Uh, they are both busy with work, but having fun together, it's nothing serious yet. Okay. I mean, I okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I need to see Los Angeles Angeles Ants. I it's a nineteen dollar rental right now. It's finally a rental, but it's Who a twenty dollar rental. Who would pay twenty dollars to see that movie? That's a five ninety nine rental. Okay, at most. That's a five ninety nine rental. Jojo Fletcher married Jordan Rogers. Finally, I feel like they've been engaged since I was a fetus. Well, so does P- <laughs> like, EW agrees. The longest bachelorette engagement oh ever is finally over. <laughs> if, if EW says you've been engaged for too long, you've been engaged for too long. <laughs> EW is like, we're on our last nerve here. <laughs> this really needs to happen. So they're married. What else is there to say about these two? We talk about them all the time. And I think that's it. They're finally married after six years of being engaged. Six years. The show, like, Who Weekly barely existed six years ago. I know. That's how long they've been engaged. Barely existed. Our sound quality was like 80% worse six years ago. So that's how <laughs> far we've come. And that's how far they've come. They got They got married. Yeah. She married her best friend. Oh, my God. Okay. It sounds cliche, but I really am marrying my best friend. Mm -hmm. 
Tika Sumter and Nicholas James got James got married. She's from uh she played didn't she Everything. play the uh, uh Michelle Obama in the Obama like movie? Yeah, in the South Side with you. Yeah. Yes. Okay, got it, yes. got it, got it, got it, got it. She was like pre Obama Michelle Obama. What was Michelle's maiden name? Robinson. She was Michelle Robinson, not Michelle Obama. So, but she's been a seven million thing. She's been on that Tyler Perry show, The Haves and the Have Nots Forever, which is where she met Nicholas James. They've been together for a long time. Oh, a she had a baby a like five years ago, but she never revealed who the father was. But like the true heads knew. They were like, oh, I think she's dating her co-star, Nicholas James. Later, she was like, yeah, he's the father of my That's child. That's so and now they're married. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so they're married. She's one of those actors who's just in everything i think of her as a tv actor but she's also like in the sonic movies as what's his name who was the who was the human in sonic <laughs> james marsden <laughs> not the hedgehog um oh they're cute together she is Sorry, just she is james marsden's girlfriend in the sonic movies oh they're a cute couple sorry i'm looking at their bride i'm looking at their spread on people very cute very cute she's beautiful their oh brides God. she got a brides exclusive she yeah they're like a hot couple hot. okay love that and their kids are cute we love it yeah all right other marriages courtney kardashian and Who travis cares? barker got married they're two them fart move this. on when I said there was some good relationship stuff in here this is what I meant I'm obsessed with this Okay, so Gabri Sidibe, who, with kind of residual themdom, but I think has kind of settled into her hoodom, Gabri Sidibe is engaged to this guy, Brandon Frankel. I think we talked about them when they got engaged or when they started dating because they like met on Raya. They have a funny Raya story where he was married and got divorced and had never done online dating and joins Raya and then like instantly meets Gabrielle Sidibe and thinks he's being catfished, but it's actually her. And so then they fall in love. Okay. Now they're, now they're engaged. Uh She, I saw the headlines about this bride's digital cover before I read the bride's digital cover story. I only saw all the headlines. All of the headlines that were like, it's not traditional, it's not traditional, it's not traditional, it's not traditional. Gabrielle Sidibe wants a non-traditional wedding and gown. Quote, I definitely don't need a white dress. Gabrielle Sidibe says her wedding won't be like the rest. Gabrielle Sidibe doesn't want a traditional wedding dress. Gabrielle Sidibe, 39, makes history with unconventional bride's cover. I'm super against tradition. Gabrielle Sidibe won't be having a traditional wedding. Maybe we'll throw a barbecue. I want to be very clear that I don't blame this on her like i blame this fully on press like this is like this is a this is a full press like creation this like non-traditional screaming non-traditional but you know what the (laughs) most non-traditional wedding to have no wedding no wedding no wedding (laughs) this this story i've never i mean i'm not like i'm not like a regular reader of brides but i have to assume that like (laughs) most of their cover stories aren't about how aren't purely speculative this entire profile which is long is about Gabourey being like, I love my my fiance so much, and we're planning a wedding, but like we don't want a typical wedding, but we don't really know what we're gonna do yet. We could do this, or we could do this, but I don't want it to be traditional because I hate traditional stuff. I didn't want to have a wedding dress, but then I started trying on wedding dresses, and I was like, wedding dresses are kind of fun, so I'm going to have a wedding dress, but it's not going to be white, but it might be white. I'm not really sure. Are yet. you kidding? It, and then she goes, and then one of them is like, we're not gonna have it in a church. That's too traditional. We're just gonna have it at a private home in a backyard with a view of an ocean. And I'm like, have you seen a celebrity wedding? They all get married at a private home with a view of the ocean it's just like this weird the framing of it kind of does her dirty but at the same time it got so much attention i guess because of the seo of it all it's non-traditional but the thing is 
she's not really making a case for anything because the entire story is theoretical. The wedding is not planned yet. Right. The wedding doesn't have a date. She has no details. Like when you read it, it's just like, what's what's not tradition? And it's just her being like, I'm super against tradition. To be fair, it's not. And then she goes, Christian Siriano is going to do my dress probably. To it's be like fair, what? It is not traditional because it's a bride's profile that doesn't give any information about a wedding. No, no information. No information. Like oh even God. even this part. Like you get this glimmer of. Okay, here's something resembling a detail where she's talking about wedding dresses. And she goes, I'm super against tradition, Gabby adds. Yes. I definitely don't need a white dress. My favorite look from the shoot, which is the bride shoot, was the pink African print. <laughs> Honestly, whatever I wear on the wedding day will probably be an African print. Okay, that's a detail. Cool, she looks and great. Then she goes, also, these and then photos she goes, are it might have a little white, so it looks like a wedding dress, but it's definitely going to be colorful. So she's like bowing to tradition, even in the sentence where she says she doesn't want to be traditional. Yeah, it seems like she it's hasn't so quite figured it out wild. yet. Maybe you should figure this out before you give uh, brides.com the exclusive. But not really the exclusive. There's no exclusive. Yeah. But how can you turn down? The thing is, like, I understand exactly why she did this. They were probably like, hey, Gabby, do you want to talk about your wedding? And she's like, well, I don't have anything planned. And they're like, uh, do you want to talk about your wedding? <laughs> she was like, okay. Because the photos are so fucking good. The photos are so good. You would think that not only had the wedding been planned already, it already happened and they are living in wedded bliss. Like, these are beautiful photos of people who have not yet gotten into the dregs of wedding planning. Yet. You can tell that they're, <laughs> you, know? you can tell that they're like, they're still happy because they haven't started. Like, they're still planning happy. the wedding. They haven't Bobby's started like, making, from like, experience, the they're not miserable because they haven't started actually dealing with the logistics of planning a wedding. Because uh, they haven't started doing the seating charts. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, you didn't have any, anyway, you didn't have a... seating charts, though. Did you? No. Ooh, we had seating charts. Did you? Oh, you had tables. Just like, we didn't. You had tables. We had tables. Okay. But that was actually quite easy. Yeah. There was actually nothing really hard right, about true. planning okay. those tables. It was like, oh, friends. There was just one table where it was just sort of like <laughs> the rest. <laughs> the remainders. Yeah, they know. It wasn't those like a singles know. table at all. It was just like the rest. Those and people, they were very like, LOL. Those people and also, know. the rest table kicked ass. Like, you know, my rest table, those were fun people. The rest and they all got along. The rest so. table. And they were very aware that they were at the table for the rest. Then good. So they won't be offended when they hear that they were. They, they'll no, they hear and it. they'll know I was at the rest table. There was no bad table at my wedding. I'm sorry. It's true. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's fucking true. Okay. Non-traditional. Okay. Fine. Okay. Traditional. Um, okay. Traditional wedding. <laughs> okay. Traditional. Okay. Officiant. Moving on. We have. I'm just reading the. I'm reading the headline and I'm reading the first Good. bullet and that's it. Gabby Martino. Okay, please don't read more. Gabby Di Martino <laughs> confirms breakup will no longer get married to Colin Voigt. And then we have one bullet point. Thanks to Timmy who broke it down. Gabby, best known for being an Ariana Grande lookalike. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> Let's please play your game. I can't wait. You told me about it yesterday, but I want to play. Okay. So I've been inspired by the TMZ member dat section or member her, member him. You know. Member him. <laughs> This is the section in which TMZ essentially reminds you that age is a thing where they're like, here's what they look like now. It's kind of a it's kind of a um, it's really a, what do you call it? It's it, it, it shakes you back to reality. It, it it reminds you that time is real and, and we're all just mm -hmm. sinking slowly in back into the earth. You know, like it's just very like sobering is what I'm the word I was looking for. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also yeah. sometimes just and really funny because it's like a lot of that lately. <laughs> like they'll they'll just, you know, they'll choose somebody totally random. So I, I made a game for Bobby. It's called the member them game. And in member them, I'm going to first ask you <laughs> if you remember them. 
and then you're going to say yes or okay. no. And if you remember them, you have to tell me Got who it. they are. And if you don't remember them, Got we it. move on because I don't. Who cares? Great. You know. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay, I'm reading you the headlines. Ready? <laughs> Miss Honey mm-hmm. in Matilda. Remember her? Remember her. I remember her. What's her name? Her name is um. No, I know it. Hold on. Embeth Davis. How'd you know that? Wow. Because okay. I fucking stand. Okay, amazing. Next one. Chester Greenberg in Dude, Where's My Car? Remember him? I don't remember the names, but I'm going to say maybe. Is it Sean William That's Scott? That's correct. You do remember him. Okay, great. You remember him. Uh, Vicky Valancourt in The Waterboy. Remember her? Uh, Yeah, Vicky Valancourt was fucking Feyre's a book. Yep, remember you're her? Correct. How about. <laughs> you? I'm, I'm mad that I know these. <laughs> how about Ben in Crossroads? Remember him? Ben in Crossroads. God, who was the guy in Crossroads that drives them? I don't remember him. I remember him, but I don't remember You can say him. don't remember him. Okay, we're moving on. I don't We don't need him. to name him at all. How about Kit DeLuca okay. in Pretty Woman? Remember her? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, fucking Laura San Giacomo. Remember her? That's yeah. Correct. Kit. Oh, about... I hope Kit's okay. The problem with Kit is like we need a we need a like dark Apple TV plus follow up to what happened to Kit. <laughs> Kit I don't think she did well. How about Adam the Demonoid on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Remember him? I didn't watch Buffy. I don't remember him. How about Little Stillwell in A League of Their Own? Remember him? Oh, Stillwell. Um, Stillwell Angel. Uh, I remember him, but I don't remember his name. Okay, moving on. Um, here's some. You're going to lose, right? Here are Stillwell three Angel? more that are really going to kill you. How about. V- I love that you're not telling me their names. When <laughs> I don't that's know this them. game. Is, if you don't <laughs> remember iconic. them, we don't remember them. That's fine. Like, that's part okay, of the game. Okay. okay, these are the last three. You're going to lose your shit. Here's one Vice President Dan Quayle. Remember him? I remember him. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's correct. He's Dan Quayle. You do remember him. How about I love college rapper Asher Roth? Remember him? Oh, yeah. Remember him for okay. sure. Okay. And finally, we have Little Debbie. <laughs> remember her? As in the cookie, Alice? <laughs> As in the lady on the co- package of the cookie. The lady on the cookie? I mean, I I guess I'm, fam- I'm, mem- I'm, mem- I'm member Little Debbie. Yeah, okay. I that's correct. Her. And that's the end of the game. <laughs> What was your favorite little Debbie? Did you eat little Debbie growing up or uh did you? yeah, I still I still occasionally eat little, De- little Debbie. What's your fave little Debbie? What were little Debbie's biggest hits? <sighs> Zebra cakes are my number one faves. Okay. This disgusting thing, my mom kept them in the freezer, so <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, frozen zebra cakes are, uh, you know, a portal to my childhood. And also, weren't Star Crunches Little Debbies? I love those. Uh, yeah, I like that the, she made a Nutty Buddy that was pretty good. That one. Oh, uh, they were called, oh my God, yes. Nutty Buddy. I ate those a lot. Those are good. Those were great. Yeah, and Devil Creams. Those were good, too. And she made Swiss Rolls. Oh, my God. Oh, Remember the Swiss oatmeal rolls. cookie? Nutty Buddies. We also kept those. Wait, what about the oatmeal Yum. cream pies? Did you ever eat those? Those were good. I liked them a lot. I just liked the other one more. Oatmeal cream pies remind me of uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids because they were in the oatmeal cream pie. And I always thought that they look so much. The best version of an oatmeal cream pie is the oatmeal cream pie that the ant goes on in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. In real life, they're not as good as they look in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. But you do remember her is what, I, is what you're saying. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay, Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? All right, Rita has a new song. (laughs) Rita has a new song. So bad. I'm so sad. Rita, okay, this Rita Diane Warren thing, we got to break them up.
part of the Walt Disney Company's 50-50 initiative, the female empowering finish line. But the show is... Oh, 37 the Words. The show I'm is sorry. called 37 Words. It's a four-part ESPN docuseries um, that I'm sure is quite good. But they asked for a song from Diane Warren. She had Rita Ora sing it. And I got to say, it's not either of their bests at all. Not even close. I found the marketing for this very strange. It was teased as though it was going to be a moment. But it's like, it's like, it's not a moment. It's just simply not a moment. No, well, at first I was disappointed. And then I sort of just got mad. You know, I was like, Rita and Diane together again, and you make a flop? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's offensive. Mm-hmm. They should be doing better work than this, I think. She also shared a glam studio snap as she teased the release of her latest track with Diane Warren, which was this song. So she shared a glam studio snap in advance of this bad song coming out. And of course, after the song came out, she shared another snap celebrating in a busty mini dress. She was also soaking up the sun while she wore her busty mini a dress. A busty mini dress? Yeah. Not a busty mini I mean, How dress. else would you describe this dress? But we're done, right? We're done? Yes. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Um, keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, Who's There? Uh, thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes um, and more. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. We'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that.